the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And it is also our first show of 2021. And people have been saying, many people have been saying, they are so glad to finally be done with the year 2020. But it remains to be seen whether 2021 is going to be the proverbial fire after jumping out of the fire pan, out of the frying pan of 2020. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix. And we are still, for uh, coronavirus reasons, in our respective secret underground bunkers. I don't know if after coronavirus, Greg, I'm going to come out of the bunker. I think I've got a brand new lifestyle. Yeah, um, how, how, many, how many months has it been since you shaved? Um, just a day, but that's the way it gets when you're sequestered. Yes. Right there. We what a, a year, man. What's that? Yeah, we have a big week coming up for the Republic and for, and for private citizens. On January 6th, the electoral votes will be opened in a joint session of Congress with the House and Senate combined. Normally, this is a ceremonial, perfunctory event. We've already, the winner of the presidential election has already been established, and the new administration is already appointing people. The, the con- new Congress has been sworn in, and we're heading towards a, another government, good or ill, uh, but not this year. As we've talked about um, on the show many times, this election was a subject of massive, blatant, in our faces, vote fraud. And maybe we'll get to uh, why the system has tolerated that thus, thus far. But it may come down to what happens on January 6th and what the, what the vice president does, because he, he's the one that by constitution opens the votes. He has to open the envelopes containing the electoral votes. And what the Congress does and what private citizens do, there will be a, hopefully, a massive protest in D.C., in the swamp, by people seeking to uphold not only Donald Trump's victory, but to uphold the republic. And we, we now finally have a way, procedurally, the way it works is if the votes for, for example, Pennsylvania, there are, I think that's, there's 20 electoral votes for Pennsylvania. So if Pence doesn't do, do anything on his own, there are 20 votes for Joe Biden from Pennsylvania, at which point the members of Congress can object. And you need a, it has to be in writing. <clears throat> and you need at least one senator and one member of the House to object. And then we now have at least one senator, Josh Hawley of Missouri, that said he's going to object. At which point the, the Congress adjourns into their separate houses for two hours of debate. After which there's a vote. And for the objection to be, to be upheld requires the vote of both the House and the Senate. We think the House, which will still have a slight Democrat majority, will almost almost certainly no Democrat is going to uh, buck their party, even if they really believe there was there was vote fraud. Senate's more problematic with uh, with traitors and useful idiots like Murkowski and Romney and others. The protests will probably they, they would this, even the Senate will probably vote to uphold the vote fraud. But at least there's a debate. There's at least a someone that the, the there's at least some people that are fighting back, 
And on national television, the case of the vote fraud is going to be laid out and maybe laid out to people who have never heard it if they listen only to the mainstream media. Do you think the people that need to hear it are actually going to turn tune into a uh, what could be a fairly routine, dull, drab uh, presentation of the possibility that there was? Uh, well, I, I, what they're going to hear is the possibility. I believe it's a not a possibility that it actually happened. But this isn't this. This is not new. The last three times a Republican has been elected president. Trump in 2016, George W. Bush, both in 2000 and 2004, Democrats in the House have brought objections to the electoral votes uh, in states that GOP nominee won. Early in 2005, specifically, Senator Barbara Boxer, along with Representative uh, Stephanie Tubbs, Democrat of Ohio, objected to Bush's 2004 electoral votes in Ohio. That forced the chambers to leave their joint session and debate separately for two hours on whether to reject Ohio's electoral votes. Neither did, but the objection by Boxer and Tubbs serves as sort of a modern precedent for what is going to happen on January the 6th. Now, what I find really interesting is the degree to which the Democrats are objecting to this. Senator Dick Durbin tweeted out the political equivalent of barking at the moon. Well, your people did it three times already. So I guess that what we what we're establishing is a modern uh, a, uh, a modern day almost tradition of barking at the moon. He continues by saying this won't be taken seriously, nor should it be. The American people made a decision on November third. And that decision must and will be honored and protected by the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives. So I find it curious. And and Dick Durbin was around when these other uh, procedural objections occurred. I'm not sure anything is going to come of them, just like nothing came of them in 2000, 2004 and 2016. But at least, um, you know, there's precedent. The Democrats did it. And uh, now they're saying, hey. You guys shouldn't even bother. The American people voted. Well, what about 2000, 2004, and 2016, Dick Durbin? They've got well, a short memory for this kind of stuff. Sure. D.C., as someone said, is the is the capital of situational ethics. So it's you know, whatever, whatever advances the, the cause at the moment. And they're the Democrat mainstream media, but then I repeat myself, approach to this has been not to actually answer, well, why did 300,000 ballots or 200,000 ballots set, magically appear at 4 a.m. for Joe Biden? Why did, the, why did the four most affected vote fraud states almost simultaneously stop counting votes election night and so on? They don't, they, they don't answer any of these things on the merits. It's just a, it's a, a gaslighting. There's no fraud. This is the most. This was the most secure election in U.S. history, is what they tell us. Don't believe your eyes. Believe what we tell you. And well, I don't know how many people are going to watch this. I suspect there may be, there will be a fair number because of all the advanced publicity about this, and because there will be hundreds of thousands, if not a million plus, Donald Trump supporters and supporters of keeping the republic. In the streets of D.C., uh, outside the Capitol, that uh, I think that there's, there's going to be a lot more attention to this. And there may be people, and we, we can hope, that have only heard the mainstream media gaslighting about this. They may actually go, really? All those ballots arrived? Really? After Joe Biden took the lead in Georgia, the next 53 batches of ballots were ex- all of them exactly Precisely, 50.05% for Joe Biden and 49.95% for Donald Trump. Really? Why, did, I, I, why, why, why were the vote machines that they were only limited in, in Michigan, that they were actually allowed to inspect, set to an error rate of 68%? Well, what I, that means I, I think is you're being optimistic about all of this. Adjudication. 
Yeah, I, I think you're being. I mean, I, I, I get it. There, there was a. Tr- there are tremendous irregularities. There's tremendous evidence of vote fraud. I think you're being optimistic about what might unfold on, uh, on January the sixth in terms of people seeing what they haven't seen for the first time. I think the people like us, people that are supporters of Donald Trump, uh, individuals who have, um, you know, been fighting against the D.C. establishment, the Democrat machine, the uh, globalists, we, we know what happened. We, we get it. Um, the fact that a lot of people are showing up on uh, January the 6th to Washington, D.C. is ter- terrific. Uh, they won't get any coverage from the mainstream media. It won't be projected into the homes of the people that have no idea of what's been happening. Um, I think I think it's it's optimistic that to think that this will somehow all of a sudden flip a switch and people are going to go, hey, wait a minute. We've had uh, we are now almost two months since the November election. I witnessed as the votes were being counted, the jump in election night when uh, several states all, all of a sudden added, you know, hundreds of thousands of votes. It was like, wait a minute, what happened right there? How, how did that happen as the uh, vote count was methodically ticking up at a at a, at a you know routine pace all of a sudden? Uh, Joe Biden jumps out into the front. I witnessed that. And then we witnessed the challenges all across the six swing states that have occurred. Now we're down to January the 6th when a procedural process of objecting to the vote is going to occur. Senator Chris Van Hollen, who is still a sitting senator, criticized on Twitter Senator Hawley's actions as being grossly irresponsible. He's attempting to undermine our Democrat process. Fuel Trump's lies about voter fraud and delay the certification of Biden's win. In the end, this reckless stunt will fail and Joe Biden will become president on January the 20th, 21st. Well, back in 2005, that very same senator, Senator Chris Van Hollen of Maryland, by the way, also made clear that he accepted the result of the presidential election that Bush won, saying it would have been irresponsible to use the certification process to attempt to change that result. Doing so would establish a very terrible precedent. However, he also said, I believe what Senator Boxer and Senator and Representative Stephanie Tubbs have performed is a very valuable public service in bringing this debate before Congress. As Americans, we should all be troubled by reports of voting problems in many parts of the country. That's what he said when... Senator Boxer and Senator Tubbs used this same procedural process back in 2005 that uh, Senator Holly is uh, Holly is getting ready to do uh, here on January the 6th. It didn't make a difference then. Uh, it's not going to make much of a difference this time. No, That's my I opinion. I, I don't I don't expect the the the. Um the challenges to the electoral votes to to be upheld in either the House or the Senate. But to not do it is to legitimize the election. It's to say there really was no vote fraud. It was to say, I agree. To, say to all of Donald Trump's supporters that, you know, never mind. None of that was true. It's all OK. We're back to business as usual here in the swamp. So uh, Josh Hawley is performing a vital service. And what should bother us? What should, I was just going to say really quick. What should bother us is that it's only Senator Hawley that's standing up and doing this. Yes. Uh, and it's only one other uh, representative in the House that's doing this. There's actually several that are doing this. It should be every Republican in the Senate. It should be every Republican in the House. Yeah, that's that's also what happened. What's the strange case of the missing Republican Party? And we'll delve into that a little later. But right now, we need to hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? 
Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1016658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show. This is the show for the most important political office. The most important political office in the United States is the American citizen. And those individuals have long been led down a path of inactivity uh, because many of them don't actually get a good education when it comes to civics. We don't understand the how, how the proper maintenance and uh, uh of the system called a republic government. So we find ourselves in a place where all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're the uh, powers that be are getting away with a stolen election. And I do believe this is a stolen election uh, based on some of the things that we learned that unfolded in these swing states. And now we are down to procedural processes uh, that uh, we just covered what could unfold on January 6th as members of the Senate and the House Republicans object to the electoral uh, vote as it's being presented. And then there's one other. And Greg, what is that? Well, let's, t- let's go back to 1801. Was, uh, after the presidential election of 1800, uh, there were four, actually four or five candidates. The two leading ones were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson had come in second to John Adams in 1796, 1796. So he was the vice president. At that point, they didn't run as a ticket. They ran uh, separately. And whoever was the number two vote getter became electoral vote getter, became the vice president. So vice that would president, be interesting if that happened today. Vice Can you imagine Joe Biden with Donald Trump as his vice president? Yeah. So that was changed by the 12th Amendment. So now they, they run they run together. But details. Vice President Thomas Jefferson was now the presiding officer for this ceremony to count the electoral votes. The electoral votes from Georgia were disputed. Thomas Jefferson chose as the chair, as the, as the one in charge of the session, to count the disputed electoral votes in his favor making him the next president. So we have historical precedent. So the, uh, the Constitution says that the president of the Senate, which is the vice president, in this case, Mike Pence, it presides over this session. It also provides that the, uh, the, uh, pres- the president of the Senate, the vice president, opens the envelopes with the electoral votes in them. What happens after that is much less clear. And I don't have a great deal of confidence in in, uh, in, my, in Mike Pence, but Pence could say, "I'm counting the electro- the, the, these these votes for Biden are were obtained by fraud. They're not legitimate. I'm not counting them. Better and even better for show, tear them up or take out a cigarette lighter and burn them on national television. I'm counting the ones for Donald Trump. Those are the legitimate votes." Now, if he did that, the Democrats, same process we talked about in our first segment, the Democrats could protest and they would uh, and that that the Democrats protest would probably be upheld because the Democrats control the House and there's enough Republican traitors and useful idiots in the Senate to uh, have the Senate vote that. So instead, the vice president could say the results in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, et cetera, are just riddled with fraud. There's there are no legitimate uh, electoral votes from those. So we're not counting any votes from those states. So with, I'm not sure at that point that we're on uncharted territory here as to whether there's any 
protest at that point. No, there's no protest. There's no vote. No, there's no, there are no votes counted that you can protest. And at that point, when you knock out those six states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada, Donald Trump leads the Electoral College by 232 to 222. So I declare, so based on this, I declare that Donald Trump is the net is is the is the because that's a majority of the legitimate duly elected duly appointed electors donald trump is the president now all hell's going to break loose uh, true a a, a a a a brawl on the house floor would actually be icing on the cake and how how the, how it all plays out from that i don't know but at this point the enemy has started this war they are undermining the republic yeah, they've been doing all things to undermine the country and their, um, the government-run schools and, and so on. But now, when they when they deprive us of our right to elect our leaders, yeah, and Venezuela they have elections, they have opposition candidates, but it's 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 it is totally rigged in favor of the ruling socialist party. When you have that, all means become morally legitimate to protect your freedom, and restore your right to elect your leaders, to restore self-government. So I'm all for, I'm all for, I'm all for anything that, that, uh, that stops their vote fraud. But I don't have a great deal. Pence has been loyal, but he's not been a warrior. He's hung back. He's hung in the background and let Donald Trump take the fire and, wage, and for the most part, wage the war. So I don't have, I don't have a great deal of confidence that uh, Pence has the you-know-whats. But... Maybe if he prays, the inspiration and the courage will come to him to do what's necessary to keep the republic. Well, I I would think that it would be uh, an added bonus if Prince did that, if he walked up to the lectern, the front of the gallery, where he's going to be doing this, and brought with him a two-by-three poster of Nancy Pelosi standing behind Donald Trump with the... Uh, State of the Union speech in her hands as she's tearing it in half. Michael Pence, vice president, should set up a tripod, put a picture of Nancy Pelosi ripping up the State of the Union address and then ripping up the electoral votes. Yeah. I wouldn't do it bad, but, but, but the prospect amuses me is bring up a little portable copy or something and, and, and label it uh, label it. Dominion voting machine. So you and put and put the votes for Joe Biden in one side, and they come out the other side. Twenty votes for Donald Trump. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually do that, but I just I found that pro, the pro, the image of doing that to be uh, to be amusing, at least to myself. We have uh, just very quickly in the remaining time here. There's another opportunity for the private citizens to get involved. Many people, hopefully in the millions, are going to D.C. I know a number of our people here in SoCal, our activists and patriots, are going all the way to D.C. But if if you can't go all the way to D.C., there's going to be a supportive rally in Los Angeles on January 6th at L.A. City Hall starting at 9 a.m. And I think I heard that you're that you're involved in that one, Don. Yeah. And little birdie told me you're involved in that one, too. Looks like we're both involved. And, you know, they say about breakfast that the chicken and the pig are both at breakfast, but the chicken is involved. The pig is committed. Yes. In the form of bacon. Of course, the pig has to give up his body. The chicken only has to give up an egg uh, to be involved. But, uh, yeah, we're both involved in that. Um, It's going to be at the L.A. uh, in front of the L.A. City Hall. I asked one of the organizers if they had a permit. Uh, They don't. But apparently some of the LAPD uh, gang units that they talked to about this particular rally said, hey, there, there are events that happen all the time in front of L.A. City Hall that are not permitted. Many of them are organized by uh, the uh, individuals that are across the aisle from us, Black Lives Matter and others. So, you know, they're not con- too concerned about not having a permit. But if you can't make the trip to D.C., 
Make the trip to L.A. City Hall next Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock. There's carpools going on everywhere. Uh, so just search for, I think there's a pretty unique name for this, uh, for this series of events. Greg, it's called the Wild Protest. Yeah, um, not, not my first choice of name, but that's uh, it's still it's still a good concept, and that's what that's what the name that's what the name they've given to it in D.C. So this is a great opportunity for private citizens to do what we can in furtherance of the cause to get the word out that of what happened, the massive vote fraud, and to buck up our our Republican politicians as well as our as well as our fellow patriots to not give up the fight. Stay tuned for the exciting second half of United ID Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, here in California, in SoCal, we are still officially under the governor's stay-at-home order. Uh, from my perspective, I don't see any difference in how people are behaving uh, <laughs> under the stay-at-home under the stay-at-home order compared to before the stay-at-home order. The people are behaving largely the same way, but some aren't able to operate their small businesses. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways of this whole sort of second wave is that the big box stores, Walmart, Costco, um, Home Depot, they're all allowed to operate under the premise that they're essential. But your small barbershop, your gyms, your small restaurants, uh, not so much. Not essential. Churches, not essential. All should be shut down. Okay, theoretically, that's fine. But then you find out that there's this uh, police force that's a part of the consumer protection organization here in California. I don't know if you caught this one, but there's a salon called the Romo Salon where officers from a uh, department that I never knew had officers that came into this salon and ordered the owner and all of the customers to stop what they were doing and essentially risk arrest if they continued to, you know, cut hair, do whatever they were doing in the salon. To me, that's disturbing. Yeah, there's, there are uh, kind of a side note to that. There's all these various agencies that you don't necessarily think of as being armed law enforcement agencies that have their own um, internal security troops, as we had in the Soviet Union, or at least they, they, they've got armed people in that agency. You know, the FDA, the Department of Agriculture, and so on. Things you would never think of as an armed law enforcement agency have them, and. Uh, they're, they're ready to use them because because most in most of the counties, including out here in 
San Bernardino and Riverside counties, the sheriffs and the most or all of the police departments, they're not going to, they've made it clear they're not going to enforce this stuff. So they've had to, so the, the state government has had, has had to fall back on other agent law enforcement, in quotes, to try to enforce these edicts. And that, that was an example, but for the most, a lot of other people, they're just operating. Um, some restaurants are just open. Now, if you're, if you're more public about it, if you're a part of a, cha- a big corporate chain, you know, then they're complying and they, they've shut down even their outdoor dining. But there's, there are other places that I'm not going to mention on the radio to avoid, get, you know, to avoid flagging them to the uh, health authorities' attention, but they're, they're, they're open and, and operating. Okay, I got two. I got two things wrong. I need to correct. First of all, it was the Pomp Hair Salon in Stockton, California, and this department where five enforcement officers showed up was a division of the Department of Consumer Affairs, who entered the salon, issued three citations, and the couple who owned it insist. That, of course, they're not doing anything wrong and claim there's no risk of the disease spreading. But here's here's the thing. If you can if you can get on a jet plane, lower your mask so you can eat, put your mask back up. How is that any different than dining outdoors like the uh restaurant door over in uh LA who walks out and sees a movie studio that is set up the exact same outdoor dining uh area as she had done, yet she's prohibited from having people attend and eat at her outdoor dining, and yet the movie industry is able to do the same, is able to get away with the same thing. Well, she didn't contribute as much money to the governor's campaign and to the Democrat Party as did Hollywood interests. Right. Well, that's obvious. But but the bottom line is, here's the reason. You started off by saying, how many people are not paying attention to this particular, you know, stay-at-home order? Well... The reason is you got the governor who shows up at the French Laundry restaurant not obeying his own orders. You've got elected officials all up and down the state of California that aren't adhering to their uh, quote-unquote orders. Then they expect us to obey it? I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. Right. And then they, they, the exceptions to their orders are based on politics. You know, if, you want, if, you, if you want to riot, if you want to go loot and pillage, uh, that's fine. If you want to engage, in, if you want, if you want to celebrate uh, Joe Biden's supposed vote fraud ridden victory, that's fine. But if you want, if, if but to other causes, you want to go to church. If you want to go to, um, we talked about it. I think it was two weeks ago on our show that uh, the quote health director on court of Pennsylvania had issued guidelines for how to have safe orgies in the coronavirus era. Yeah, so orgies are okay, but don't you dare think about even go, going to church. And people look at that and go, that's, that's total BS. They recognize it's BS. Uh, there was a great comment somebody made on some post online. I don't know who, who said this. Is I'll believe it's a crisis when the people who say it's a crisis act like it's a crisis. Perfectly said. And what, perfectly it was perfectly said. said. And that's exactly, and that's and that's exactly what's happening. But we also see that is there was just a study that came out within the last week or so that asymptomatic people are at very very low risk of spreading the virus, and they you know we have to stay at home, we have to all wear masks because of the risk supposedly that people that are asymptomatic are going to nevertheless spread the virus. Well, we're seeing that that's not true, and we've also seen the evidence is that. Wearing, wearing masks, these little cloth masks or the disposable mask outside of a medical setting, outside of a medical setting where there's other infection control protocols in, in place are useless. And you, there's a whole series of, I, we can't show the graphs on the radio, but you, look, you watch the graph of the, in various jurisdictions and countries, cases go up, cases go down, as, that, as has happened from time immemorial with disease. And they, then they superimposed when they imposed mask requirements on that. And the record shows the mask requirements are utterly useless 
influencing the course of the disease. But nevertheless, these supposed experts tell us, you have to wear a mask. And I was, I was in a place the other day. I was getting, I don't, I wasn't wearing a mask and I was getting the evil eye from some people that were, they didn't say anything, but you can say that they, they, they didn't like that idea. And there's a lot of people that I was a trail. There's a trail where I go walking on uh, near where I live. And I see, see people out there, a family unit, they're out on the trail, they're, they're wearing their masks. This was woman was riding by me by herself on her bicycle. She's wearing a mask. And of course the proverbial uh, person that's driving them by themselves in their car, wearing a mask. So there's a lot of people that have been sold, that, that they have been sold on this. But, and there's, a, there's an overlap between Joe Biden voters and people who accept the election results and people who believe that wearing a mask is going to help them. Well, the the CDC issued a report saying that 70% of the people that had gotten COVID were wearing masks. I believe that there are certain settings where masks are probably a good idea, but in your car by yourself, not a good idea. Those are the same people that are probably wearing a mask as they get up and take a shower in the morning all by themselves. The masks in a car, it just it just to me shows how uh, compliant and herd like that the American populace have become that there's no longer a massive amount of critical thinking. We, you know, talk about how did we get to a place in America where we are today, where people are no longer in possession of the tools of maintaining a republic. Those tools have been systematically removed from America from uh, starting 50, 60 years ago. And now we're at a place where, uh, you've got uh, departments of consumer affairs with police departments that are enforcing orders that probably aren't really legal when you come right down to it. Because uh, Josh, Hop- Josh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Kiley. Here, I was getting the story that we talked about the first. Kevin Kiley has su- successfully sued Gavin Newsom over his, uh, you know, his uh, executive orders, his overreach of political authority. And yet he's still doing it. Now, I know there's a process for tamping all that down and it takes time. But the bottom line is we've we have people that are used. And that's the same thread that runs through the electoral issues from November, where you've got executives that are overstepping their authority to implement election law. That is the purview of the state legislature. The state legislature fell down in not. Uh, holding their executive branch accountable, those lawsuits, they should have produced results. The one that Texas, you know, brought against the state of Pennsylvania. But but all all that points to is the is the overreach of the executive office. In this case, we're talking about covid in California. In the other case, we're talking about election law. But where is the accountability for all of this? That's what's missing. Keeping these keeping these. Uh, layers of the republic in their own lane. They're not staying in their own lane anymore, and no one is keeping them accountable. Right, and the, our, our friends at the Center for Self-Governance talk about this, is, is that the, the structure of America, when, they, when the founders set up, the con- wrote the Constitution, they recognized the inherent, that democracy, there are risks in this, and how do you because of the fallibility of human beings, morally and practically. And they set up these different layers of government, different levels of government, and different branches within the government to divide the power and divide the authority. So they would will be, will be, will be competing against each other. And that's, that's going away, in part because the citizens haven't been doing their job in in that process and the executive has has been gra- has been grabbing more and more authority as had this judiciary when they want to do something and we see with the election that they've decided that uh whether they're afraid they're corrupt they want the, they, they just want donald trump gone too or some combination of those reasons they're willing to let the vote fraud stand and they're not even they're even willing to just 
take the chicken, you know what, way out of it. Instead of saying, hearing the case on the merits and saying there isn't vote fraud or there isn't enough vote fraud or this isn't even that this isn't this is this isn't our job to decide. We don't have the authority in the court to do, to deal with this problem. Whatever the rationale is, but instead they've just punted. They've ducked the issue, and that I think is the chicken. You know what? Way out. We had two weeks ago. We had Jenny Beth Martin on working in the case in Georgia, and they had filed a, a big lawsuit there documenting how two hundred thousand plus two hundred thousand. I forget the number of votes were illegal under Georgia law, way more than the approximate 12,000 vote margin that Joe 10% for the big guy Biden has in that state. And, to, and you know, that lawsuit's been pending for weeks. The, the, the chief judge has yet to assign a judge to hear the case. Just taking, I'm deliberately refusing to let this case be proceed, proceed well, the vote to, to, to uphold the vote fraud. That's the level of corruption that we see over in the courts. And we see that uh, in, in many instances. Now, in coronavirus, we had a courageous judge that said, no, Gavin Newsom, you are a governor. You are not the dictator. You don't get to write the laws yourself. That's the job right. of the legislature. And we'll see what happens on appeal. Whether the, whether the whether the the court of appeal here in California agrees or is willing to let the uh, governor have the legislative power as well, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, and occasionally, or maybe more than occasionally nowadays, it's important that those private citizens get out and let their numbers be shown. In this case, we're talking about January 6th, where the uh, same date back in Washington, D.C., the electoral votes are going to be presented in a ceremonial process that has gone on since the beginning of our republic. The electoral votes will be presented and an objection will be made by a member of the Senate and a member of the House. And simultaneously in Washington, D.C., there is a gathering under the name Wild Protest. There's an East Coast version and a West Coast version. And if you can't make it back to Washington, D.C. to let your uh, let your uh, self be shown, you can go to Los Angeles in front of the City Hall and join us, Greg Britton, myself, Don Dix. We're going to be speakers uh, for the West Coast version, the L.A. City version of the wild protest uh, that we're going to be doing in order to let our numbers be shown. Talk about uh, not only what's happened, but I think an important part of the conversation, Greg, is what are we going to be doing? Going forward, because clearly, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We've been doing sort of the same thing over and over again. We haven't been getting a different result. In fact, if anything, the agenda of the globalists uh, to use both the covid pandemic and the George Floyd murder to roll out their uh their plans that they've had uh, they've had these plans sitting on the sidelines waiting for just the right opportunity to roll them out they did and now we're we're seeing exactly uh what they are uh what they're wanting uh for the future of the of the planet the future of civilization uh and I'm for one am uh, I'm not down with giving up my freedom and my liberty 
in order for them to to bring about their uh, global green everything from their green agenda uh, to their systems of of government to uh, taking America down several notches, moving us from first world status into wherever we would end up, uh, so that third world countries, uh, so that we can pay our debt somehow. Somehow, it's the United States' fault that other countries haven't gotten their act together and uh, and and brought themselves forward into the twenty first century. So, America has to be brought down a notch. So January 6th, I'm looking forward to being with you, Greg. Yeah. Um, if you didn't mention it, it's going to be at L.A. City Hall starting at 9 a.m., which will match the time they begin uh, to open up the electoral votes in D.C. and the swamp. And uh, there are, if you look on, look on Facebook and, and online, you can find there are caravans that are forming to travel in there. Uh, you know, time. We're at this precipice where... We're in danger of losing the country, losing our freedom, losing our republic in large measure because for decades, freedom-loving, America-loving Americans have sat back and let the enemies domestic undermine our country, undermine the principles on which it's based, undermine the education of of succeeding generations, dumbing them down, teaching them to hate their country. And think the country is, is is a terrible place to fear freedom. And we're at, now we now we are at the precipice. And what do we do about it? Um, how this plays out if this if the steel goes through? And frankly, I think that that's at this point that appears likely. If I had to bet on it, um, I would bet that the, given the failure of the Republican Party, the courts, the legal system, the Department of Injustice, everyone. You might think might want to defend the republic and defend honest elections are refusing to do so. Is how this plays out from this point. And I don't know. Um, I have believed since the, the election that there is a good chance that history will see that this corrupt, fraudulent election was one of the key events leading to the either the national divorce and or the second shooting civil war. Even before the corrupt election, we were increasingly a divided country. Lincoln said in 1858 that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And the election has only further divided the house between those people who realize that it was stolen and don't like it, and want, and want to keep the republic, and those that either are willing to do to win by any means necessary, or are just in that bubble and they're deluded, and they they listen to CNN and CBS and the whole lot of them, and oh, well, CBS says there's no vote fraud, CNN says there's no vote fraud. Well, that must be so. So how this plays out, I don't know, but. It may call upon us. I mean, prior general, there's a great video that was put out this week by Steve Bannon, where he was talking about the election results over scenes from D-Day and the carnage and sacrifice on Omaha Beach. We're not called upon, at least not yet, to do that. But we need to have courage. And the courage is to show up at show up in L.A., for one thing. The courage is to speak out against the vote fraud. The courage is to, yeah, maybe you're going to lose your job. Maybe, you know, maybe you know, you're going to be worried about Antifa. Well, if, if we remain frightened, we will lose the republic. You know, I'm, uh, you use the term by any means necessary. I show the video a lot of a uh, Denver City Council candidate, Candy Cedabaca, saying in April of 2019 that she believed that capitalism was in its end phase, that she believed that the resources, uh, labor, land, labor, and resources should be managed by the community the community should distribute those resources that are produced from those uh, 
from that are produced from that uh, uh, production you owned by the state. And she was prepared to bring all that about by any means necessary. And I think until people who believe in the Republic decide that they will do whatever it takes to restore the Republic by any means necessary, we will continue to go down this path. 2021, I think, is set up to be a repeat of 2020 unless people begin the process of reclaiming the lost political territory. And it's not going to happen overnight. This is not just uh, something we commit to uh, for a month or for a year or for an election cycle. It took us 60 years to get here. Probably, you could argue, 100 years. It's going to take maybe four or five election cycles to get out of this place. But there are many different institutions that need to be addressed. Can't address them all right now, but we look forward to 2021, to the fight with you. Greg, Happy New Year. I wish you all the best in 2021. And I wish our listeners all the best in 2021. And uh, may God save America. Happy New Year. I can't say it any better than you just did. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 10126585, Arizona MLO license number 092643, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 092537, Equal Housing Opportunity. AM 590, the answer.